Welcome back to the Sports Commute. As always, I'm Dan, joined by Matt. And we got a special guest for today. We got Max Tui. You might have seen him on TikTok. Well, guys, I'm pumped to be on here. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, there's nothing better in this world than talking sports, and so I'm pumped to, to go wherever y'all take me today. All right. Absolutely. And uh, happy Mother's Day to, if anyone who's listening is a mother. <laughs> Tell the mother. My, my mom's going to be listening to this, so happy Mother's Day, Mom. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Want to start? All I right, got to so ask, though, before we get going, uh, what states are you guys from? We're from New York. New York? Let's get what part? Uh, upstate, Rochester. Okay, nice, nice. Yep. Okay, so uh, you kind of you did say you were a Steelers fan and a Red Sox fan, but what are some of your other teams that you like? You know, I, I gotta say, when I give my teams, it sounds like I'm the biggest bandwagon in the world, and there's a small level of truth to that because I moved around growing up a lot, so like I, I got to pick and choose a little bit. Um, so the other teams beyond the Steelers and Red Sox are. Uh, I'm a big college football guy, so my two teams are Notre Dame and Florida State. Okay. Uh, and then in the NBA, I was a huge Lakers guy, but then when Kobe left, you know, I don't know about you guys, but the NBA is such a player-oriented league. Usually. Like, nobody really likes teams. They like players. So I loved Kobe. They didn't love Russell Westbrook, but I could only take him choking in the playoffs so much. <laughs> so now I'm kind of a free agent NBA. And then I love the Penguins in hockey. Ooh. Okay. Uh, but also, I gotta say, guys, when you're in DC, which is where I live, I live in that area now. The Caps have been so good, even though they're rivalries. Like, it's hard not to watch them too. Yeah. All right. So, um, you said you're an MLB fan. What are your thoughts on the Angels releasing Albert Pujols? That was crazy. You know, I, I think even even if his value production is just tanking. I feel like there's an unwritten rule in sports that you keep legends on your team. I don't give a shit how they're doing. Like, they could be batting, you know, he couldn't be batting his weight, and I'd keep him on the team, you know? So I get, I get why they did it, but it's all, it felt disrespectful. Well, the strange thing to me was he had one year left on his contract. I would have just let that expire and not resign him there. Exactly. It wasn't exactly. It wasn't like it was four years that you were going to eat. It, you know, one year, just eat it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what are some of your favorite sports memories? Favorite sports memories? That's a great question. Um, okay. I'm going to go... The craziest sports thing I've ever seen, it wasn't really personal, but it was the kick six, Auburn, Alabama. Oh. And it wasn't just that last play. Awesome. You know, everybody... It was the entire fourth quarter was electric. I mean, it was just, like, even the, even before the kick six, it was like Bama steps out of bounds with, like, .1 seconds left, and they thought they were going to win with the kick. Uh, I'd say next would be, I, don't, I know you all are from upstate, so I don't know if you're Yankees fans, but the 2004 ALCS Game 7, uh, when the Red Sox finished their comeback, that was unreal. Um, I would say... Michael Phelps uh, in the 08 Olympics. Uh, Gee, this is such a good question. Um, I would go with the Kobe's final game when he scored 60 
I would go, even though I hate LeBron, LeBron coming back against the... That game seven was just too good. Those are some of them. All right. Speaking of LeBron... Uh, <laughs> yes, let's go there. Let's go there. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, what are your thoughts about the police union pushing an investigation into him about his... Uh, about his about his Twitter, you know, I I personally I personally think that it's it's healthy for fans, healthy for players, for politics to be out of sports. Uh, you know, I get people are passionate about issues. I get they're very personal, but I I wish you know I wish they would stick to what made them famous and what gave them that platform. So. I don't love the activism, especially in this case when it felt uninformed. I mean, it clearly when he first sent that tweet, I, I personally, I just don't know the legality, whether it's worth an investigation. I mean, you got a big platform, LeBron. Like, did you watch the video? Uh, that's my personal take on the matter. All right. And how about his comments about how he's not who he used to be and he probably never will be? I, wait, I missed that one. He's not who he used to be. Was he talking about, like, his game or his personal life? So this is when he returned from his ankle injury. He said he's not going to play like he ever used to. Right. That's – okay, so I, I saw yesterday that Max Kellerman, who's been kissing LeBron uh, <laughs> ass for a long time, goes that – he said that LeBron – we're witnessing the decline of LeBron James. And he's kind of like Tom Brady. I also don't want to say his name because – are you guys Bills fans? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. i got to bring him up. Sorry, <laughs> AMC. But, um, I, like, he's kind of like Brady. And I, I, don't, I don't know how many other athletes are on this list. It's like three or four, maybe Ronaldo. I don't really give a shit about soccer, though. But there is just a small group of athletes who feel like – their decline was just unimaginable. And I it still feels weird that LeBron's declining. I mean, this guy's been, even though, again, I hate the guy, he's been dominating the league, I think we can say, since, like, 2007. So, like, 15 years. Um, I, I'm surprised he said that. You know, I, I'm i curious how he does in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's setting the bar low, guys, you know, so he can, like, exceed it. And everyone's like, oh, he really is the king. Oh, LeBron James. Oh, nope. let me bow down. You know, nope. I don't know what he's doing. Nope. All right. Uh, so, speaking of, well, LeBron, sort of, <laughs> what are your GOATs, greatest of all times, for each and every sport? Like, NFL, NBA, stuff like that. Dude, you guys are asking the heavy hitters. I love this. Uh, okay. I'm going... I'm going Wayne Gretzky is my number one. I think even though everybody's like, well, the competition, he's an older, his, I think the gap between him and the next guy in the NHL is so much larger than anybody else that those circumstances go away. So I got Gretzky, my one. I got uh, Michael Jordan, my number two. The football stuff's interesting, guys. I'm not sure what you think. I mean, Brady's clearly, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback ever. It's just so tough when it's like, Brady versus Walter Payton or Jim Brown or Lawrence Taylor or, you know, so many of the other great. But, I, you know, even with that said, I'd probably go him and Michael Phelps. I'm putting Tiger Woods and Nicholas tied. Uh, even though, you know, Nicholas has, what, three more majors, I just think Tiger's run of dominance is uh, unreal. 
Uh, and then for baseball, I, we got to put a big leaguer in there. Um, Babe Ruth or Willie Mays? I'm going Babe Ruth. So, uh, like you said, we're Bills fans, and I don't know if you saw, but Bills general manager Brandon Bean said that he would potentially release uh, unvaccinated players. What? You got any thoughts on that? Are you hearing about that? So, that's really interesting. Uh, here's, Here's what I think, here's what I would say to that. You had all these leagues run their seasons, some more successfully than others. I'm talking college and pro. So every league either finished their season or ran a full season over the last two years, by the way, because obviously, you know, it, uh, leagues like uh, the NBA had their tail end affected by COVID in 2020, and then they just did a full season, basically. I mean, delayed start. Uh, but, I, I, you know, college football is what I follow most closely. They did a whole year. My point is all these leagues ran full years, almost not a single serious COVID case. Uh, so that's just a fact, you know. So, and then you have uh, leagues now, and, and I get their point about like, okay, well, if some players don't get vaccinated, maybe they're older coaches and everything. But to me, that seems excessive. That's my personal opinion. I'm not sure where you guys come down on that. I just think, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of ridiculous, personally. Yeah, it's one thing, guys. We're not in a league where they were dropping like flies. There wasn't a single league, college or pro, where you could point to it and say, these players, these managers, these staff members, God said, and by the way, if they want the vaccine, it has 95% effectiveness or whatever, so they can get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so I did see, so a little bit of TikTok here. I saw your rivalries video. So I'm like, okay, I, I see your list. I'm like, okay, let's think. So I was thinking, these are my some of mine. Michigan State versus Michigan. Got the Bears versus the Packers. Well, this is an older one. Bulls versus the Pistons. And then probably the whole AFC North. I, I'm just, the, all those games are competitive. Like, I mean, like the Brown Steelers that one year with Miles Garrett, that was interesting. The Bengals Steelers were always, always good games. Dude, I, the problem with doing a list like that one is you realize how many good ones you want to leave off. Right. It's like listing celebrity crushes. You're like, oh, I, I got to say these extra five names. I think, like, okay, a couple of those jump out. So the Bulls, Pistons, and just like the Brown Steelers, I think those are like rivalries where the teams really hate each other. When you look at Army Navy, oh, yeah. it's like a, such a classic rivalry. I would say it's true of I'm trying to think. Honestly, Duke UNC, which is you yeah. know some consider the greatest. I don't. Those are like such classic rivalries, but you don't feel like the teams hate each other. I personally like it when there's like drama. I want more, even though they're not even full fledged rivals. I don't know if y'all saw the Rangers in, in Caps the no. other night where they just <laughs> dropped gloves at, at puck drop. Like I want more. Games like that, and as you point out, when Garrett took the helmet to Mason Rudolph, that's <laughs> iconic. Hell, the Bulls-Pistons, uh, they just need to be more relevant for it to right. be like a full-fledged rivalry again. But, like, you go back to Jordan years, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine some of these young NBA guys playing against the bad boys or against the Jordan uh, Bulls. You know, yeah, like, they would be, oh, oh, but my pregame fit. Did you see that? You know, like, give me a break. These guys, uh, I, I, I love that. There's a great... And the Michigan Michigan State, the only beef I have with that is I think when it's for Michigan State, which is I love, you know, Sparty's a cool program, I'm one of the best mascots in any sport. But like, 
it's their it's Michigan's second biggest rival and arguably third when you put Notre Dame in there. Right. So like that's the only thing that hurts that one in my mind. Yeah, definitely. So going back to the NHL, uh, I'm sure you've heard about the Tom Wilson incident with the Rangers and uh, how that actually kind of fucked the Rangers anyways. They got, they yeah. got a worse penalty than Tom Wilson did. <sighs> got, got any opinion I, I on call, there? I, here's, uh, so I, last night, I, I, you know, NHL, I don't watch a lot of it. I keep up with it, but... Last night we turned it on, and uh, a shorthanded Capitals team uh, is down 1-0 uh, with like a minute and a half to go in the third period. They score a goal uh, just coming off a power play. I mean, they had an empty net, and then they went in overtime. So now they not only did Wilson do that, but the Caps have like played better, since the, and they beat the Rangers in the revenge game. So it's kind of weird. I mean, I think it was totally unfair how those penalties got divvied up. I mean, sports are for entertainment. So when you got when you got a guy like Wilson in there, he makes the game more interesting. Whether you love him or hate him, you know you know he's like. I don't know how big a baseball fans you are, but I think baseball was better when you had a Rod and yeah. like Manny Ramirez in there and Pedro people that players that people hated because it was like you wanted to watch them lose. So that's kind of how I feel about Wilson. Just basically like the Astros. <laughs> hey, great minds, man. They're going the same place. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, what? let me see here. Uh, what are your favorite players of, like, each sport, like, just in your own opinion? Like, not even the greatest of all time, just, like, what are your favorites all time for each that's, sport? Okay, that's a great question. So, number one is Kobe Bryant, not even close. Uh, actually close. I don't know why I just said that. Um. Number two would be David Ortiz. Uh, I'm going to drop the ranking and just start naming other players I love. I love Big Ben. Uh, I love James Harrison for the Steelers. Troy Palomalo, but honestly, I I was always more of a James Harrison guy. We also had some weird players on those teams like Brett Kiesel. He was just like the classic Steelers mountain man playing defensive end. Casey Hampton, big nose guard. I love those Steelers team, the 06 and 09 Super Bowl winners. Uh, I love, dude, that's a good one. I love Sidney Crosby. I know that's not going to be a popular one. Uh, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods would be, he, he should skip everybody I just said and go like behind uh, behind Kobe. Uh, beyond that, I'm trying to think of like maybe two guys who didn't play for teams I love that are some of my favorites. I love Dallin Iverson. Ooh, not like man. I'm not sure I'd want to get a beer with him, although he'd probably pay for my tab because now he's broke, or he would have <laughs> back in his day. Uh, but I just loved he was just such a fun player to watch. And NFL. Yeah, I like Brady. I mean, not, I don't know if he'd be my favorite, but he's he's such a winner. I like winners. Be honest. How many of those guys did you guys like? Pretty good amount, I'd say. Pretty I mean, as good? Far okay. as, as far as the Steelers go, um, I, I wasn't watching football all that much when Kiesel was around. I was still a little too young. But, I mean, other than that, it's a pretty solid list. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, our buddy Joe, uh, he couldn't be here tonight, but he did have a question for you. Uh, who do you think are going to be the NFC powerhouses this year? Um, it's a great question. It's hard to imagine. I saw something the other day about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, and if you were to rank the youngest defenses in the league right now, I think the Bucs are number two. Yeah. I think it's the Panthers and the Bucs, which doesn't say a lot because I'm not sure the Panthers will be this year. No. But the Bucs, I, I think, are going to be back. Uh, well, the Packers, who every year, I don't care what their roster looks like. Probably. They're scary. And I've come to respect Aaron Rodgers just for that reason. But, I mean, who knows how the offseason will work out with them now that he's he may be on the outs. or I, I don't know what happens there. Uh, beyond them, it's hard to – Guys, I don't know about you. It's hard to know what will happen in the NFC East. Like, you got I, – I, like, I, I truly don't know if the Giants will be good or awful. I don't know if the Eagles – I can see the Eagles having a decent year, but, I mean, if Jalen Hurts, the guy who's going to win a Super Bowl for you, ah, come on. Uh, so, you know, beyond that – Yeah, and then it's like – it's so funny because that's a great question because a lot of the – Perennial powerhouses are not going to be as good. You know, Saints without Breeze. Okay, not sure. I think the NFC West, I can't believe I'm leaving them for last. You know, they have three legit teams in there. Um, and, I mean, who knows? The Raiders could be good, too. Or, sorry, they're the AFC West. But, like, you got the Seahawks. Uh, you got the Niners. You got the Rams. Uh, of those teams... Guys, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be one of the most interesting seasons in a while. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm a fan of Russell Wilson. I think he's going to have a comeback, even though he had his MVP start last year. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I put them in the Rams in the mix. Yeah, I put the Rams there. I, okay. All right. I, I mean, AFC, what, I, I don't know about you guys. Like, who, who's going to come? Who's gonna, who do you think is the best team in the AFC? I mean, the Chiefs, but, like, Bills? Are the Bills going to be the number two team? You know, that's always the hope, but I think it might come down to the same it did last year where it's a, it's a good battle between the Ravens and the Bills. Cause, I mean, it's funny. The Ravens look so mediocre, and they're, they're what, <laughs> like through, through eight games, I think they had a losing record. But then, uh, you wow. know, th those last uh, – they end the game, they end the season on a win streak. And then Lamar Jackson, who's mm. usually choke artist in the playoffs, yeah. came and looked amazing. He and J.K. Dobbins were like – one of the best QB RB duos in the last six games of the year, you know, that, of of any team this year. So, and then maybe the Titans will be good. I don't know. Yeah. Always in the mix. All right. Uh, let's see. So we're just gonna hop into text. How do you get your ideas on like all your videos and stuff? Uh, wait, sorry, I missed that. Like, how do you get all your ideas that for videos you make on TikTok? Oh, for TikTok? Yeah. That's a great, uh, so, um, I, so as you heard earlier about my sports teams, I moved around a lot growing up. I was born in Tallahassee, Florida. This is the reveal. Everybody, I get, I mean, thousands, I guess, of comments about like, what state are you from over time? I'll give you guys the order of where I've lived. I was born in Tallahassee, Florida. That's a lot of my family still in that panhandle. 
the Redneck Riviera. You go down to <laughs> Central Florida, where all the Florida Man stories are from. We've had some characters growing up. Uh, that's where the Florida State fanhood comes from. Then I moved to Virginia. Then I moved to Western Pennsylvania, which, you know, I mean, upstate New York is its own thing, but my guess is Western PA, where I lived, is kind of similar to y'all. Like, it's, it's just, you know, fun people, uh, you know, kind of strong communities, but obviously, like, you know, the last 30 years haven't treated us too great. Uh, a lot of beer drinking, a lot of football, uh, great high schools, like a lot of school pride and stuff. Uh, pretty, very pretty areas, mountainous and everything. Uh, so I loved Western Pennsylvania. And then I moved to Maryland and then back to Florida. So that's a lot. And then I went to school in Indiana. Uh, and I have cousins in Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, all that. So, I mean, it was a lot of, so I, I to get to that question, it, I guess I always think of like how those places differentiate, you know, the little things and then other places that I've been to most of the states and, and know people from, I think every state. So I'm thinking about the little ways they differ. So something like how they react to a gunshot, how they react to someone maskless, how they react to all these other things. And I'm just thinking of like all the, you have like Vermont who'd be like, uh, I'm sorry. Is that is that one mask you're wearing? Uh, what did you, did you not read the CDC? Let me show you this report. You know, and then you'd have like a more chill like the southern. I'll, I'll tell you something, Bubba. I've been off a mask for about three weeks, okay, and it's the best best week of my life, okay. And then you got like the Midwest, who's I love the Midwest, guys. I don't know if you spent time there. So I just think of like what are little concepts about how the states differentiate and do a video on that and all of them reacting. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Upstate New York's fun. I, one of my best friends now. Uh, I'll send you guys. I'll send you guys the Instagram we run. It's called Roka News. We, I started a company. Dropped, quit our job. He's from Upstate New York. One of my partners, uh, and he. That's where I get some of like the uh, imitations of you guys from. And you know, our whole thing is we do unbiased news. He's from Glens Falls, uh, over by Lake George. In the Adirondacks by Lake Placid. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just east uh, of us. What's up? Yeah, it's just east of us, a couple hours. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'll send you our, our thing. I'd love to get your, you guys' thoughts on that. But anyway, since I started the company with him, all the upstate New York ideas, you know, I meet his friends, all that stuff. That's awesome. Well, that was actually going to be my next question. Uh, well, how did how did Roka News come about? <laughs> okay, so it's April of 2020. I'm working with this update guy, Max. I also named Max. I'm Max. He's Max. So already it was like fake guys. You know, you're like, hey, we got to start a company. So they met, and you know, I think we had long felt that news, that like the news industry, was so insanely biased oh, and yeah. so alarmist like every day you read the headlines and it's like oh the world's ending again i thought it was ending the day before and the day before that and the day before that and every day they're always about raising your blood pressure and also it's run by a bunch of people who you know who are so at it who probably don't know who patrick mahomes is they probably don't know what tiktok is or they don't spend time you know so it felt like it was out of touch and like really negative and partisan so we were like what if we start our own news thing that's all based on the internet it's Social media first, and that's when we started Roka News. And so we quit our jobs, uh, took a leap of faith, and we started 
uh, a website, an Instagram, a newsletter. Newsletters are a big thing. Um, our Instagram and newsletter. In, in, our, in the last few months, it's sort of taken off, thankfully. So we're just trying to keep going down this road. And uh, it came about uh, because we hated the news and we felt passionate huh. about solving the problem. And, and, oh, one more thing, guys. The reason April of 2020 is significant is Max and I are working a job together, hosting a podcast, by the way. That was part of our job. And uh, coronavirus was like the worst. We felt it was one of the worst covered topics. Oh. There were stories that would come about, like, things we will... I remember the New York Times had a... And it's not just one side. It's both sides. But it's, it was like, things we'll never do again. And one of them was shake hands. The next was hug. The next was, like, sit next to each other at a baseball game. And it's like, what planet are these people living on? You know, I was doing... You know, I, like, people were doing that in the summer. Even the 2020 summer. So, anyway, they were... It just was like, all right, we've had enough. Do you, I have asked the past couple guests, do you have any inspirations, people like you look up to, or like anything like that? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, I'll say like personal and then and you, then like stuff I, and then and then kind of inspirations from for TikTok or, or Roka News, because I do both. Now, here's the thing, I mostly do Roka, obviously like, uh, the TikTok is a product of Roka News, so like any you know, ad money goes to to the company we're doing. But I right, so personally, my dad, uh, no questions asked. Uh, I mean, there are just so many people. I don't, I don't know about you guys. Like everything, like you know, one of my grandpas, I very much look up to. So many people from older generation who had such hardship. Like they may have left their country. They they served in a war. You know, they just went through stuff that's unimaginable for our generation. Or at least most people in our generation. Um, so that's like on a personal level. Beyond that, on like TikTok, I, I like the I like barstool sports. Uh, so I like I like Big Cat and Portnoy. Uh, they're both awesome. I like I like Joe Rogan. Uh, I like Trevor Wallace on TikTok. I'm not sure if you guys follow him. He's really funny. There's a uh, there's a guy, no reason you should know, but I'll give him a shout out on TikTok. He named Jack the Pool Boy. He does really oh, funny yeah, videos. No. <laughs> oh, you guys have seen him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's great. I love him. So that's kind of the TikTok people. On the media, yeah, some of those guys I mentioned. Um, I like Elon Musk. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> oh, apparently SNL hates Elon Musk. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what about SNL? Don't Apparently they uh, they all hate Elon Musk. There, <laughs> I was surprised by that. I was like, I mean, okay. you look at the reasons why they hated him, and it's like uh, they weren't that bad. You know, I mean, if you're gonna like try to not have someone on their show, you'd think you'd bring a little more meat to the table instead of they had like uh, he had some irresponsible statements at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. And it's like, if you look back on anybody's statements in March, April of 2020, everybody was wrong. I mean, you go down the list, people were wrong about everything. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, yeah, they didn't like him much. To be fair, I didn't think he was that funny. And I love Elon. I mean, when he tweets, he tweets about, I mean, he's one of the smartest guys in the world. And he'll tweet about, like, 420 and Dogecoin <laughs> all day. And it, it's kind of hilarious, given how smart he is. But, 
I didn't think he was that funny. I watched his monologue like a couple hours ago. Um, but hey, I still love him and hope to see you guys on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll be there, man. Yeah. So when you first started making um, content for the TikTok there, what was your initial thought? Like, wh like what was the first things you were kind of posting? I deleted some, uh, not because it was like, ooh, they didn't get, it was just like, I, I realized I love the 50 stage stick and you know, the old stuff was just, you know, it was, I was kind of trial and error. So I did some of like teachers and classrooms that I, the reason I did it is cause I was, I wanted a, uh, you know, a content outlet, you know, a comedy outlet. Uh, I, I'm more of an observational guy. I would not say I'm like one of the funnier creators on TikTok. I think, I mean, some people find it hilarious. I mean, I, you know, I try to be funny, but one thing I definitely try to do is like more observational, like, ooh, that's spot on. Like when you watch a video, that's what I'm going for, guys. I'm like, ooh, that's spot on, that's spot on. And sometimes that makes you laugh because it's like, damn, that seems like, you know, if I'm from Wisconsin, that's like Debbie down the road or, you know, if you're from Georgia, that's Bubba down the road, whatever it is. So I started off, I was like, I want a comedy outlet. So I did that. Uh, and then I realized I, I'm not kidding guys. Impulsively the first 50 States want to blow up was it was snowing. <laughs> as I said, I was living in a lot of States and I was like, I want to, I'm like, I was with one of my brothers who's, uh, you know, we were just chilling watching TV or something. And I went outside and I was like, all right, how 50 States react to snow. And never looked back after that. That one kind of went viral, and I just love doing it. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, man. Your upstate New York versus New York City stuff makes me laugh all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Dude, oh. it is so funny. I mean, it's like, it's so funny how they are the same state. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just can't believe it. Because New, New York has such... New York upstate has such a distinctive identity and pride. There's so much pride up there. In New York City, it's not just pride. It's it's like the cockiest city. I like New York City, by the way. I know a lot of people hate on it because it could be obnoxious. Uh, you know, it's like a cool happening place, but they're just out of control there, guys. Like they are. You run into a garbage guy, and he'll be yelling at you if you like bump into him. And it's like, dude, I'm I'm just I'm getting coffee. You know, relax. But they say coffee. Cool. Uh, so that's kind of yeah. I I appreciate that, man. Um, you thinking about like branching out, like you know, like YouTube and all these other things, or are you just trying to keep it like how it is? I I want to. The thing is, because broken news is my priority. Right. I you know that's we're we're really trying to build something special. We we think people need to get news that's unbiased and and to the point. You know, we all have short attention spans. I give it to us bullet point. So we we're going to continue to grow that. Instagram newsletter grow, you know, raise some money and just keep growing. I say that because if, if I were just doing TikTok full time, uh, then I would do, I would try to like, you know, push people to YouTube or do longer sketches on YouTube. I just don't have the time. Eventually, I hope to do that. I may even want to start a podcast uh, at some point of like 50 states where you just get different people on and you're like, all right, what's the craziest stereotype about your state? <laughs> You know, tell me a crazy story you had growing up. 
I don't know what it would be, but that would be like the next expansion with 50 State stuff. The YouTube, some people, like, I have a couple friends that I've met now through who, who are TikTok creators, and they will repost their TikToks as YouTube shorts, yeah. and which is their new feature, and it'll get, like, insane views, and then they blow up on YouTube, and then they... It just takes a lot of time, uh, more time than I thought. It's not just, like, you know, reposting. So, um... One day. One day is my answer. I gave a really long answer, but the short one is one day. Well, hey, it was a good answer. It's a great answer. I got to think of some more things to think to, to <laughs> ask you about, Matt. Oh, me again? All right. Um, we're just going to hop over to some sports. Do you play fa- any sort of fantasy? Fantasy football, anything like that? I am ashamed to say I don't, and here's why. I don't want to do something I can't go all out on. And I, I don't. Are you guys like real big time fantasy players? Uh, you know, I'm in three leagues. So. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like, here's the thing. I don't want to get in a league where I'm just going to get pickpocketed, where you put money on the line and you know you're losing it. So that's what happens to me in March Madness every year. Is I, I don't uh. watch a lot of college basketball during the season. A few years ago, I used to watch a ton, and I, I, I eventually. I want to be the 40-year-old guy who just watches sports literally nonstop from Friday evening through Sunday evening. So hopefully one day. But, like, when it comes to March Madness or fantasy football, I I just don't have the time to manage a roster. I got really into the NFL the last two years. For a few years, it got kind of, I don't know, I I feel like the league went downhill for a couple years. But now I'm 100% back in. I absolutely, maybe I'll do it this year, guys. I absolutely love Josh Allen, by the way, and what you guys got going on at Buffalo. I, I think, like, you know, I love Diggs. I love Beasley. I love the defense. Like, there was just uh, teams like, players like Josh Allen make me so pumped for next year. Herbert, uh, who else do I like? He's young. I don't really like Kyler Murray, but I, I think I should. I like Russell Wilson. Uh, I like um, I like Mahomes. Okay, I like I like Cam Newton. Everybody hates him. I like watching Cam. He's like again, sports is about entertainment. I like Cam because he's a circus, and I like that. All right. Um, have you ever thought about getting into NASCAR at all? Or you have you watched any at all? I. I NASCAR, I am so bad on, man. I've watched some races. I have some friends who's got who've gotten into it. Here's what I need for to get into NASCAR. I need to go to a race. I need to go to uh, – because I, every time I think I get into – like when I got into hockey, it was going to a Penns game. And then it was going through like you know minor league hockey games. And then I had buddies. All my buddies played hockey. So that was like for hockey, it was going to games. And so I think for NASCAR, I need to go to a race. Uh, but I'm not into it. I'm not, unfortunately. Well, I'll tell you what, man. If you, if you ever needed to go to a race or wanted to go to a race, you got three tracks near you. You're in Washington, D.C. You got three tracks near you. You got Richmond, Martinsville, and Bristol. Really? Oh, I, and- I think I've seen that one in Richmond. I think I've driven past it on the highway. Well, I guess there's a fourth one now because they just added a new uh, a new track this year, uh, Nashville Fairgrounds as well. So those are all relatively close to you. Yeah. Dude, I uh, I heard you know what they say too is like 
everybody, you know, a lot of people who don't watch NASCAR are like, oh, it's not a sport, you know? And, I mean, sure, it maybe isn't quite as physical as others, but don't they say it's actually, like, pretty tiring? Like, if you're driving, you're pretty, you're pretty slammed after a race, right? And it's not even just the drivers. It's the whole five-man pit crew. These guys work out nonstop all day preparing for the next race next week. Right. 100%. Yeah. Uh, everybody, it's also, you look at the big drivers, everyone from, you know, Gordon to Hamlin, and it's like, they, they don't look, I mean, if it were totally unathletic, you'd have guys like John Daly driving cars, <laughs> you know, it, it takes a little more physicality, energy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um... I got nothing. <laughs> guys, guys, this has been uh, – let me ask you guys before running here. Um, do you, who are your – do you guys have NFL – or sorry, NHL or MLB teams? I like to say that I'm a Rangers fan. I don't watch a lot of <laughs> hockey, but I like to say Not I'm a Sabres? Rangers fan. Uh, I've never heard this. Shut up. <laughs> no, I really haven't. Oh, really? No. And uh, – so, the closest MLB team to us would be the Blue Jays. They're playing in Buffalo this year. Yeah. But Toronto's the closest major city with an MLB team to us. But in Rochester, we have the Red Wings, the Nationals affiliate. So, we're, we just go to Red Wings games. Dude, that's the crazy thing. is People don't get the geography of the, like, affiliate teams. Because if you get one of them near you... You know, I mean, it's such an easy way to become a fan. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and they used to be the Twins affiliate until this year, and then the Twins dropped them, so they became the Nationals. Dude, the in, in um, down in Florida, when I last lived, I'm I'm more of a North Florida guy, but when we lived in South Florida for high school, they have all the spring training down there. Yeah. And so, like in Fort Myers, near where I live, you got the Sox, you got the Twins, uh, and People are becoming fans of those two teams just because they do spring training down there. So it's like, uh, why aren't you Marlins or Rays fans? And it's, well, uh, buddy, I go to the Sox spring game. So um, what about NBA? Are you guys NBA guys yeah, at all? He is. I'm not. I get hate for it because, you know, I didn't get really in the NBA till like, a couple years ago. So I'm like, I... Everybody's like, okay, you're a bandwagon. I like the Warriors, but I don't like Curry. I like Clay Thompson more than anything. He's my favorite player on that team. Dude, I love that take. I think he's so underrated. Here's what I think the, like, Gen Z NBA fans don't get. And by the way, I'm technically Gen Z. I'm the last year. I'm 24. Um, but is they'll, like, look at that team and say it was all Steph Curry. Dude, Clay Thompson Every big game, I'm talking to game six when they had to come back against Oklahoma City, when yep. Oklahoma City was about to beat him, I think in the 16. Uh, yeah, before the Cavs beat him. Yeah. Clay Thompson scored like 29 points in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. He's he's a beast. He's so underrated, I think. Um, he's He has led so many comebacks. Yeah, and I would say, bro, on, on the NBA, there are a lot of things not to like about the league. But there's some young players who are really fun to watch right now, like Doncic like is really fun to watch. Embiid's like uh, pretty fun. Jokic. I don't know. There, there's some guys. Uh, it's funny. None of those guys are American, which is kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but 
but they're still fun to watch. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, you got anything? No. I don't got anything. If you don't mind staying on the line real quick after we finish, uh, let me just run through my little spiel here and then we'll end the recording. Perfect. Alright. I gotta, I gotta remember all of It's been a little while. Thank you for listening to the Sports Commute. Make sure to check us out on TikTok at the Sports Commute. Check us out on Instagram at the underscore sports underscore commute. Check us out on Twitter at the underscore sportscom. Check out the CFO, which is making a revival this week, actually. Oh, shit. Absolutely. CFO official. (laughs) And uh, check out the website. Link in the bio on Twitter. And uh, check out the Real New York Hype House. (laughs) And Travis Butt Racing. I think that's everything. All right. You guys have a good night. All that right. was great. That's a great deal.